0: Well, either this audio is going to sound great and you're going to be very impressed, and I will be very proud. Or you're going to hear this and you're going to go, you know what? Doesn't surprise me one bit, but regardless, Jordan, we love you. And everything's going to be fine either way. Man, I've missed you guys. I've missed doing this program. Um, You might be able to tell that uh, I'm doing this from my phone. Uh, I've run this audio. Hopefully it's worked um, by the time this comes out. but. I've run this audio through a cleanup program via Adobe that Moritz Batscheider himself has suggested for me. So maybe this sounds amazing. But uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how great the quality is because I've just missed talking. So hopefully you've missed listening no matter what. Um, But there's so much to catch up on. Right now, I am currently standing in a parking lot in Meridian, Mississippi, a town that I have passed through Probably over a hundred times and never stopped in. And today, of all days, we've stopped in it. Driving the fam with my mom and everybody back to Tennessee to stay at my parents' house. The New Orleans trip is officially over as of this morning. And I've gone through quite a lot of emotions along the way, uh, as you can probably understand. Last night, I had probably my most favorite night of the whole trip. Um, with almost all of my friends, and basically everybody, uh, together uh, at dinner, really fun dinner, and then uh, all hanging out together at a friend's house until very late, until like 3.30 in the morning. Um, and personally, I could have stayed till sunrise. The energy was so perfect. The, the love and the laughs were so heavy and so intense. And, uh, you know, it's always hard to say goodbyes. I always dread that part of the night where It's finally time to face the music and go to bed um, because you have more responsibilities now than you ever did. And you know that you're going to have to basically hug out those final goodbyes. And you don't know if you're going to see these people for a year or more, depending. This year, though, it does seem like just about everybody that I've ever known in New Orleans is going to be in Spain in the summer. And I was pretty straightforward with them that, I mean, I, I come and I visit New Orleans every single year. I make I make effort every year. I need somebody to make the effort to just zip over to Germany or we make a plan and I actually go to Spain and see them in the summer if they just can't come to Germany. But, um, you know, a 50-euro flight or a quick, you know, half-day train ride uh, or, you know, whatever, it shouldn't be that hard. We're all in Europe. Europe's much easier to get around in. So hopefully we can all make something work. But yeah, I'm in kind of a crazy headspace. I was driving out of New Orleans towards Mississippi. We're on our first big break here in Meridian. And along the way, I listened to the entire 12 songs for 12 Friends album in my AirPods while we drove. And man, listening to those songs and knowing right now that I'm in between going from my New Orleans friends to my Mississippi friends, like Cody and Todd and those guys who, and Shannon, who I haven't seen in forever. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's sensitive for me. It's a sensitive topic for me. Uh, and I feel very vulnerable, vulnerable about it. Um, like I'm walking some sort of high wire between two different extremely potent pieces of my heart and, uh, I'm scared to fall off and listening to their voices on Cruise Street and Lakeshore Drive had me literally tearing up, um... I missed some of these people so much, and um, it was a very short visit, and I didn't see everybody as much as I wanted to, but everything's going to be okay. And I just have to remember to try and live in the now and to try and appreciate the beautiful, beautiful time that I had yesterday, and there's so much more to talk about. I just wanted to update you and touch base. I'm here in Meridian, like I said, and we're going to get into Tennessee tonight, and then I should be able to get right on back to business tomorrow and bring you your first podcast i think in two weeks maybe even more so lots to catch up on a whole new orleans trip to talk about many stories uh this is going to be a pretty for me a very very explorative and hopefully interesting episode of artsy fartsy immigrants so i'll leave you with that for now and uh, let's get into it By the way, walking back out to the car again right now because I was inside a museum uh, with an unopened sealed bottle of water slightly sitting in a bag of ours. And a very old security guard man came up and said, You need to put that, then uh, you need to take that bottle of water and put it in a sealed plastic bag because you're not supposed to have it on the floor. I was like, Oh, Don't worry, it's a completely unopened, sealed bottle. We just bought it, but we haven't opened it. It's perfectly safe. You know, we're not drinking it in here. It's like, it don't matter. I love this southern crab of, it don't matter. You know, logic, understanding, reason, patience, human to human, social interaction, it don't matter. Uh, My boss told me that water's not allowed in a sealed, unopened bottle in this museum that has three people in it, ten minutes before it closes. So, I've just wandered out to the car and put a bottle of water in the seat. And I'm walking back now to please Mr. Sheriff, the town sheriff. Oh, he's a mean one, that old sheriff. He's going to get you. He's a tough man. Oh, boy. He's just a great example of all the wonderful, kind, normal people that I'm about to encounter from now on for the next four weeks. All right, guys. I think I finally have a chance to actually sit here and potentially tell you about what's been going on the last couple of weeks. First off, I do want to say I'm sorry for the delay. I don't really plan to... You, you I, Okay, if you listen to the show, then you know that I really hate not having something fresh for you every week. So the fact that those two weeks just flew by without being able to give you a fresh episode actually bothered me. I thought about it today when I was prepping for this episode. Um, but, you know, kind of just... I have to kind of forgive myself. It kind of just is what it is. So much stuff has been going on. And... I am, you know, after all, I am on vacation and you know, at least uh, now it looks like things might settle down enough and get routine enough where I can find the space to bring you at least a little piece of something until I'm back in Munich. And funny enough, I'm kind of already ready to be back in Munich, which is strange because I've only been here for two weeks and there's still four very long weeks to go. But basically, here's what's been going on. So the first week, um, you know, it was crazy with the flights to begin with because, um, you know, we had pushed this whole trip four weeks later for the movie and the trip was originally going to start with Tennessee, which is the way that we almost always do it. We almost always Um, or the way that especially we did it last year, which worked very well, was that we flew into Tennessee. We do, um, you know, whatever, two or three weeks with my brother near Nashville, two or three weeks with my parents and counts uh, back and forth a little bit and do all that sort of slow uh, downtime with the family first and then drive down to New Orleans. And then we go there and we spend, you know, two Usually, very exciting weeks, um, partying with friends as much as possible, seeing them, going out to dinners, ordering in, just seeing the city, going by the bayou, et cetera. And this time around, because we pushed the flight, we had to rebook the trip where we start with New Orleans because my friend Bruno was getting married. And because of that, you know, we had to book these new flights. And The evening of the last day of my shooting on the film, we got an email that the flights had been canceled. And this was, you know, two or three days before the flight was supposed to take place. So we kind of panicked and uh, naturally. And it said that it had rebooked the flights so then we had to look. And then it was, you know, two days later on Tuesday... Instead of Sunday, which meant that we lost two days with the Airbnb, but we were still flying through London, which meant the flight schedule wasn't too bad. And then it canceled again within just a few hours. So then we had to call American Airlines. We had to try and confirm all of our seats again. We had to try and confirm our flights. They booked us still on Tuesday, but instead of going to London, we're going back to Charlotte again, which means we have a six or seven hour layover, which is wild just wild like such an amount of time and that's what we had to do so you know now the flight instead of leaving at I don't know a little in the afternoon or something now the f- flight leaves at 9 a.m which means you have to be there by six thirty-seven, which means you have to leave your house by at least by five and it's just insanity you know we had to have our friend Kati come drive, you know, take our car and drive our car back. And the whole thing was, it was so stressful and way too early. And, um, you know, we just couldn't, I don't know. It was just, it was just a lot. But then, you know, we got to the airport and we got everything checked in. And then uh, the first flight, although exhausting and strenuous, um, was over, right? Then we got to Charlotte, then there's this huge layover. And I remember, um, you know, if if you've ever traveled with anybody who's not American, when you land in, Amer- in America, you have these customs lines, and you have the one that's for the Americans and one that's for the for the everyone else's. And what's so funny is we got to this to the split. I was there with Ifi, and they were like, "Are you gonna, um, sir? Are you American?" And I was like, "Yeah, but I'm gonna just stick with her." And you, you looked at the line. There was absolutely nobody, zero people in line. And, and the Americans, they'd all just walked through. And the people, the line for the non-Americans was like two and a half hours long. And I just remember I told the lady like, no, I'm just going to, oh, I'll stick with her. It's fine. And I, she just as loud as could be, just looked over at her neighbor and was like, that's a long line to wait in. <laughs> it's just so blatantly, uh, cruel, like almost cruel about it. But um, still I thought, well, I guess I'm, you know, welcome back. Uh, then you know, this two and a half hour whatever customs line, um then just you know a lot of waiting and trying to get some food, and the time passed a little better than I thought it would, I guess, and then we had this one last flight um uh, from Charlotte to New Orleans, finally got that done, I got into the city, my friend Matt Martinez picks us up in his van takes us to our airbnb we finally get everybody in everything all the stuff everything and settle and we talk with matt and it's this really nice chat and laughing and catching up and i realized how much i missed him and how much i sometimes i worry about him and i I care about him so much and he's on such a different path these days with all these different people and you know you kind of sometimes get you just you know you get jealous because you don't want them to have other friends but you you know, they have to because you, you've been gone and it's all these mixed feelings and you're just so happy to be there in front of them. And then, yeah, we you know, have our first night and everything's cool. And the next day, Vivi comes by in the morning. My mom comes. She, she's been staying in Slidell the two days before. Um, and the good news is, you know, we lost those two first days for the Airbnb, but we were able to extend the trip two more days uh, in New Orleans. So we actually didn't lose too much time there, thankfully. So we landed Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. My mom's there. Vivi comes by. We all catch up. Have a good chat. And um, then, I mean, in this part, I probably am not going to go into too much detail here on the podcast. Um, But then there was like sort of a private emergency. And don't worry, everything's fine now. It's not worth getting into here. Um, I'd rather keep that just between my uh, family and friends, but yeah, you know, there was a little emergency. Um, there was a hospital trip. Uh, there was like firefighters and this was like the first morning of the trip. And it was just scary and shocking and awkward. Um, you know, like I was in, I almost said awkward, but it was, I was just like in awe of how scared and freaked out and, and everything I was. And, and what I'm really scared of now is the hospital bill. I have no idea what to expect from an an American hospital bill, like ambulance ride, all this stuff. But anyway, everything was over on the same day. Everything was over in a few hours. Um, the the shock and the stress of it all still lingered on the next couple of days. And you know, when you travel someplace new, that those first three, four days feel the longest because everything's new. So new smells, new experiences. You're seeing old people you haven't seen in forever. You're soaking everything in a bit slower. And it's natural. It's a natural human experience. Everything's a bit slower when you first get somewhere. That first day is so long. But then you get into a routine. Then you have like... Sometimes you do kind of the same things in the morning time you maybe maybe everybody always takes a nap around lunch you know or takes a break at lunch um, then you you know my mom always takes a, a afternoon nap, for example, and then you have like your little window of time until dinner, then you're kind of planning dinner and when you have these routines, then the days just start like just flying by and um in New Orleans, I kind of never felt that we dug our toes into the ground. You know, I never felt like we had those, uh, first few days to dig in and, and, and soak it in and then let the routines take place. It was basically a visit, like a, a stressful flying experience. And then this crazy hospital experience. And then it was the fourth day, And then all of a sudden it was Bruno's wedding and it was already a week had gone by. And I felt like I hadn't really like stopped and smelled the roses yet. It was Bruno's wedding, which now just getting onto that was, you know, super beautiful and um, very happy for him and Lizzie. They're super cool people. The wedding, they did the ceremony on this um, famous bridge right on Bayou St. John, which is a very, if you know me, it's a very special place in my heart. So it was very, yeah. Yeah it was very touching to be able to experience that there with all these people that I'd known from, from college that I have, some people I haven't seen, you know, eight, nine, 10 years. It was, it was amazing. Um, Funny enough, I saw, you know, my ex-girlfriend there uh, and I was really worried it would be awkward and uncomfortable, but actually it was great. And she was so nice and she's actually dating this guy that I knew from college. Who's the sweetest, kindest, this talented guy, he was in all of our friend groups and stuff. And um, it was just really great to see everybody. And I've talked about this movie, Easy Does It, that I, that I was part of um, that everyone shot back in like 2014. I have this, you know, if you've seen a picture of me with this red hat, it's the Easy Does It hat. And everybody that worked on this movie was at that wedding. And it was perfect. It was just perfect to have the whole crew back together. Um, and we had a great party actually was able to stay out till like three thirty in the morning, which I haven't done in forever. And it felt good. I felt like it was a worthy hangover and yeah. And then that last week just zoomed by. I didn't even really get to see everybody, everybody, but I feel like that's okay. Um, the visits are rare and the pe- the people who mean the most will make the most effort um, and I have to remind myself of that and also have to take it. I have to not take it personally when I don't see somebody because, um, you know, people have their own busy lives and it is new Orleans. Not everybody's ready to like get up and go and make plans. Um, but you know, do I wish I would have seen Vivi a bit more? Sure. But she's finishing her master's degree and she just wasn't available for most of that second week. So I really saw her three times in two weeks, which isn't a lot, but, um, you know, we talked about making plans in in Europe this summer, which, you know, I want to get my hopes up, but I kind of like can't get my hopes up. I don't want to be disappointed. So let's just, you know, stay positive and see what happens. But basically, it seems like everybody I know is going to be in Spain this summer. So hopefully I can cross paths with some of them. I'd love for somebody to visit us uh, at the new house. And there was a nice experience with uh, my friend Josh, who you guys know from Have a Great Day on Instagram. He has a variety talk show once a month called Have a Great Night. And he's the host and he, it's really like a cool talk show. He, he sits at a desk, there's comedy, there's segments, there's monologue and there's live music. And he invited me on and I played three of my songs and I told the Oktoberfest story about the woman uh, spreading the her uh, husband's ashes. <laughs> and that went over well and it was really fun. I was very thankful to be there, met some cool people. Um, Yeah, and then you know, then it just kind of blew by. We, we ate some crawfish um, and everything sort of culminated on the last evening, which was my favorite event of the entire thing. Like, yes, the wedding was incredible, but this last evening was perfect because it was everybody I wanted to see. Everybody came out to dinner. And if they didn't make it to dinner, then they made it to this after dinner hang at my friend's house. And it just boiled down to like the core people who love me and miss me and we all had drinks and again i stayed out till like 3 30 in the morning which was really tough the next day which was yesterday um which i opened up the podcast with when i was in meridian because that was a long drive (laughs) that was a long drive and exhausting and uh yeah we powered through almost no sleep last night tough entrance back home and if you know me, you know I have a sort of a complicated relationship with my dad. So you know, it was like 5 minutes into hanging out this morning, he was already talking about same-sex marriage issues and it's just like, phew, dude, I just don't have the brains the brain space for that. But here we are in Tennessee. Going to be here for a couple of weeks. And then let's see. Gonna see uh, gonna be here with my parents. Gonna go see t- uh, Todd and Cody and Corinth, and maybe Shannon if things work out. I'd love to see all these people from the Twelve Songs album. And then we're gonna go to Nashville and, s- and stay at my brother's house. Maybe run into a couple of friends uh, who used to live in New Orleans who now live in Nashville. That would be kind of cool. But yeah, otherwise I'm gonna try and take it easy. Uh, try and keep the podcast coming. And try and keep making videos because the last couple of videos that I made did did really well. And I'm very thankful and surprised and grateful and <laughs> everything. Um, but yeah, so guys, thank you um, for sticking with me. There's going to be more coming because there's going be, to be more time and patience and everything soon. Um, but I love you guys. I hope you're all doing well. And yeah. I will be coming back to you very soon. You can hear how exhausted I am. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. Artsy Farce Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, Produziert für M94 5.